the fact that we can help nurse those pets back to, to life. And again, they see it as, as a family member. And it's just amazing the, the joy that comes from them and you know, the joy that we feel being able to, to help them. Welcome to Give a Dog a Bone. I'm Genevieve Frederick, the founder of Feeding Pets of the Homeless. Find out more about our mission and the animals we've helped. Hear the stories of insiders, volunteers, and leaders about why we do what we do and how you can make a difference. It's all here on Give a Dog a Bone. Welcome to this episode of Give a Dog a Bone. Today, I would like to introduce Jim Peckham, the Executive Director at Fish in Carson City, Nevada. Jim, welcome. And tell the audience a little bit about yourself and about Fish. Fish is a, is a nonprofit. Uh, we use the acronym of Fish. It means Friends and Service Helping, but we also use the acronym to talk about the services we provide. We provide food, instruction, shelter, and health care to people in need. We provide a hand up, not a handout. We are largely in uh, northern Nevada, predominantly in rural communities. We um, have medical facilities, food banks, dining rooms, homeless shelters, transitional housing for people uh, moving out of poverty, and now some of our people who are we're paying for their education to, to get them technical training so that they can move from minimum wage to meaningful careers. Uh, we provide dental help, utility assistance, and most importantly, dog and cat food um, because they've got so many so many clients that, that have animals that we want to keep fed. Personally, how many pets do you have? Um, I've got four dogs and a cat, so a couple. <laughs> yeah. And, and according to my wife, not quite enough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how long have you been with fish? I've been here about 12 years, going almost 13 years, I guess. Um, fish has been around since 1979. I think I'm their fourth executive director in, in that time frame and uh, continue to, to try and grow the organization and provide for services that uh, aren't duplicated in, in these communities. Yeah, you've done a wonderful job in these last years. I've seen the growth personally. When we first started, when I first started this whole program, Feeding Pets of the Homeless, Fish was the very first pet food provider. I, at that time, I was working with um, another executive director. And when I approached him and I said, hey, do you, you know, do you get people coming to your food bank that have pets? And he said, oh, yeah, we have get lots of those. And I said, would you be willing to distribute any donations of pet food? And he said, absolutely. Well, that took off and here we are today. I can tell you that Fish has now distributed over $145,000 worth of pet food and supplies that we've supplied to you. Now, not all of our donation sites will give us 
their poundage and their their numbers, but um, that's just kind of a rough estimate. And that was since 2008. So when we first started that, and it was all those donations came from a number of donation sites here in Carson City. So because of you and I, we're friends through Rotary, and yeah. that's kind of, you, you kind of got stuck with me <laughs> from the very beginning at Fish, and then again at Rotary, and um, you're a, a, a great guy and a family man and a pet lover, and I couldn't be more happy to associate myself with Fish. In fact, you might want to tell the audience about the wellness clinics that we've done there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so every uh, coordinated by Pets of the Homeless, um, they bring in a number of uh, veterinarians, and uh, we open up to, to serve about 100 people, 80 to 100 people who bring in their pets, cats, dogs, ferrets, parakeets. It's amazing the, the different uh, critters that come in. And uh, so people are able to get free services uh, and, uh, and do get a health check and, and vaccinations as appropriate and, and things of that sort. And normally we've got all kinds of extra leashes and toys and things of that sort that uh, dog beds, crates that they can, can take. Um, and most years we have some of the extra is also able to, to trim toenails and that sort of thing to keep the animals in, in, in peak health and uh, very well attended and, and people look forward to it. Uh, we were sorry we couldn't do it during the COVID year, but uh, we're on track again to be able to, to provide that service and, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to it too, because then this is one of the few times that uh, at one of our wellness clinics that our staff and vol local volunteers can really get hands on. Normally, these uh, wellness clinics happen all over the country, and um, we we help facilitate the event by offering some of our volunteers that are in those communities. There's a lot of people that don't think they should have pets or if they're low income and they can't afford veterinary care or pet food. What is your comment on that? Again, those pet clinics are, are, are critical um, and gives us more time to interact with, with the pet owners. And you soon realize that they're not pets, they're family members. Um, a lot of the, these individuals have been a, either have isolated themselves from their families or have been abandoned by their families. And the only really connection that they have is, is with that pet. And again, whether it be cats or dogs or, or, or whatever it might be, and, and they really think of them as children and family members. And, uh, you know, we've always had a, a fairly good supply, rather inconsistent for dog and cat food, but uh, Pets of the Homeless have made that uh, so it's we always have a supply. And we start running low, I just make one phone call, and the next thing I know, we're, we're out picking up, uh, you know, hundreds of pounds of, of food. Um, and so it's that's worked out really good, and, and it's helped us to build some deeper relationships with some of our clients, too, so that we can, uh, the more we know about them, the, the easier it is for us to, to help them to to manage through life and, and give my hand up so that uh, next month is better than last month. Awesome. So, Jim, do you have any specific stories about any of your clients and their pets? 
You know, I don't know about a, a specific uh, one, but I, it's just, you know, it really touches the heart when you know that you're making an impact. And, and oftentimes people are bringing pets that have been sick and that people don't have any kind of money to be able to, to get the medical treatment and medication, which oftentimes isn't that expensive. Sometimes it's extensive, but a lot of times it's just basic antibiotics and, and some of the, the basic shots that the animals need. And um, the, the fact that we can help nurse those pets back to, to life and again, they see it as, as a family member. And it's just amazing the, the joy that comes from them and, you know, the joy that we feel being able to, to help them. Um, you know, we've got three-legged, a lot of three-legged dogs that show up, 150-pound uh, dogs, and we got two-pound dogs. Um, and again, all kinds of variety of cats. And it, it's kind of a, a neat scenario. And, and then those clients all bond with each other and, and build relationships. So, uh, you know, when they're waiting in line or having some of the desserts and drinks and things that, that we provide to make, make their life go well. And, and so some of those, they, they're attracted to each other from a standpoint of, of both being pet lovers and, and that assists them in, in building relationships that uh, they can count on, you know, what they need to go to the doctor's appointment and someone else can watch their animal or, or whatever it might be. So, you know, it's just, there's too many, too many stories to, to be able to articulate. You know, I, I want our listeners to know that um, they can take pet food to any of our donation sites that we have listed on our website. But if there isn't one in your community, we would ask you to call the local, your local food bank and ask them if they will distribute pet food and then take some down there. I mean, it, it's very important that these animals get proper nutrition. Eating a, a hamburger or a hot dog is not nutritious for these animals. So it's real important that people realize that. Over the years, um, donation sites have taken pet food to places like fish and they have taken over 760 tons of pet food. Yeah, it's a lot. And it, it's, this is going across the country. There's pet food pantries popping up everywhere in small communities, large communities. So I encourage the listeners to, you know, this is why we named this podcast, Give a Dog a Bone. Please take pet food to either one of our donation sites and it will end up at a place that will distribute that to low income as well as the homeless. That's all that we have time for today, unless, Jim, you want to add something to the conversation? Yeah, just a couple of things. Um, cat food seems to be the hardest to come by, and so that's always very helpful. Um, but we take rabbit pellets, dog food, horse feed, all kinds of things. And something that Genevieve said earlier, um, I think is, is critical for people to understand, is that if we're not providing dog food and cat food and whatnot, people are sharing their personal food and they will go hungry so that their pet eats. And their pet's not eating the best of food, but it's what they have available. And that's why we started, um, even before Pets of the Homeless came about, to, to provide as best we could dog and cat food and, and, uh, and other foods. So it really does make a big difference to, to the population. And a lot of those people, again, were able to, 
put them in touch with some training, get them some jobs, do some other things that uh, they're able to to turn their lives around. Uh, and we're helping not just homeless people, but but people that are just working poor and, and need a hand up to get through a difficult time. So um, huge impact and uh, just glad to be a part of it. You know, I'd like to add to that, that um, a lot of the food pantries across the country and food banks, they don't really advertise that they have pet food. But if you, one of our listeners out there, are in need of pet food, make sure that you ask at that where you go now to get um, your human food if they have any pet food. Sometimes they just have a small supply and so they don't advertise it. But on our website, there are definitely, um, we have over 430 of them across the country that we know that are advertising that they have pet food and they will uh, distribute it to anybody that comes through their food bank. So I, I think we hit everybody, uh, the homeless, the low income, we, <laughs> we've hit everybody today. And I am just very thankful for what you do to our neighbors here in Carson City, Jim. It's a, a great organization. And I, I believe that's it for today. And I thank you, Jim, for all you do. And be sure to listen to our next podcast to learn more about the work we do to help pets of homeless across the country. Bye now. You've been listening to Give a Dog a Bone, brought to you by Feeding Pets of the Homeless. If you've enjoyed the show, help us by leaving us a five-star review. It really helps new listeners find the show. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on social media and the web at petsofthehomeless.org. I've been your host, Genevieve. Until next time, thanks for listening.